and Mahomes at bay. The Tampa Bay Bucks, Super Bowl 55. Hello and welcome to the Bucks Banter Podcast. I am your host, Colin Hallboom, as always, and I am happy to be back with you, our listeners and viewers, to discuss yesterday's release of the 2021 NFL schedule. But first, a couple of items to address. If you're on Twitter, make sure you shoot us a follow at Bucks Banter. I love to engage with our audience on Twitter. Uh, in terms of our listeners specifically, you can now find Bucks Banter podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. If you prefer the visual element, however, then head over to our YouTube channel. Just search Bucks Banter. Don't forget to subscribe and throw us a like. Only if you actually like the videos, of course. I'm not out here asking for pity likes or anything. Um, and don't forget to check out BucksBanter.ca, not .com, BucksBanter.ca, where we've got a couple new articles up this week, both of which are identifying my 2021 NFL Draft MVPs. How do you have an MVP in the draft? Well, that stands for Most Valuable Picks. I split the entire draft into two halves just to make it a little less daunting of a read than it would have been as one article. So uh, go check that out. And if you got beef with any of my takes over there or, or if you agree, uh, don't be shy. Let me know in the comments at the bottom of the article. Lastly, before we get started, Bucks Banter is proud to announce that we are officially partnering with Bucks Report. Those guys do great work over there. Make sure to check out BucksReport.com for constant Buccaneers content and follow them on Twitter at Bucks underscore report. We are excited to be involved with those guys moving forward. You may be wondering, how is Bucks Banner partnering with Bucks Report? What does that even mean? Well, starting next week, we are going to be hosting a Bucks Banter show every Monday night at 7 p.m. And it'll be streaming live on all of Buck, Bucks Report social media channels. Uh, and that starts next Monday, April 17th. So make sure you tune in on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, whatever, to Bucks Report pages. And uh, we'll be interacting with tons of fans over there doing our normal podcast. It will be available through our Bucks Banter podcast network as well. Now, today, to discuss the schedule release, I am joined by two regulars on the pod. They are both approaching co-host status and they will be joining me probably every Monday for our Bucks Report show. I would bet on that. We have the illustrious Bodan Yard and the always entertaining Scott Capron. Now, let me be clear. You're both illustrious boys and you're both entertaining, but I had to differentiate between you two in some way. So I hope you're not offended. Hey. No, I think that it's about time I got some sauce on that intro. I appreciate that. No, and like... Approaching co-host, I feel like that we can almost put that in our LinkedIn kind of status here, bro. I don't know, but like that seems like first line type shit. So thank you, boom, thank you. Yeah, happy to have you boys here. And uh, since I, I wasted a good forty-five seconds on that intro, uh, let's let's not waste any more time. Just to give everyone a rundown of what we're going to be talking about specifically, uh, we're going to focus on the buck schedule off the top. Uh, then we are going to roll into some fun segments we have that we've broken down in terms of which games we want to discuss that are on the schedule. Because, of course, last night, well, yesterday, actually, earlier in the day, the entire NFL schedule was released. And the first game of the NFL season will feature 
the current and defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home, returning to Raymond James Stadium, where they became the first team ever to win a Super Bowl at home. They will be facing the Dallas Cowboys on Thursday, September 9th. What do you boys think of that game one? How are you feeling? I'm so excited we have some games to talk about finally. And yeah, I, I like that's gonna be a really fun Thursday nighter, man. Like Dak Prescott coming back off of injury. See what see if they can actually keep him upright. And yeah, I just I just want to see what happens with the Cowboys this year for sure. Oh, I, I absolutely love the matchup. Like for, uh, to kick off the season, I mean I know we usually have the obviously we have the super uh, defending Super Bowl champion that Thursday nighter uh, as a spotlight game, but you know Dallas, America's team, all this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they're kind of annoying, but they're going to be good. And they're entertaining at the very least, basically, no matter what type of roster they put out there, right? People care. So Tampa, Dallas, to start the season, I will be taking the Friday off work, and I cannot wait. And I cannot wait. So there we go. But the game's on Thursday, Scott. What, why, what does Friday matter, man? Oh, I just uh, unrelated actually uh just really need to stretch i think just just i need a me day i'm just foreseeing that so yes it's very emotional gosh always is it's really like a holiday so football's back yeah vacation from the vacation what Um, do you think what do you like what are you excited like you got you know what you're getting with those 22 starters coming back right yeah yeah i mean i'm hoping to see brady shred that dallas d i mean um, you know, they, they they were smart this draft. They used nine of their 11 overall picks on the defensive side of the ball, and they didn't touch an offensive player till round four. Um, they took a receiver and an offensive tackle in rounds four and five. Other than that, they went all defense, obviously kicked it off with uh, Micah Parsons, the stud linebacker at a Penn State. Um, I'm looking forward to hanging those banners. That's going to be sweet. And And most of all, though, I'm looking forward to the Tampa fans, the Tampa community um, going to be in the stands. And it's pretty tragic that Bucks fans had to uh, weren't, weren't able, aside from the first responders and, and frontline workers who got to be in attendance, those who were vaccinated back in February. But I'm excited for the fans, man, to be able to celebrate this. You know, it's unfortunate, yeah. but I'm sure they would they wouldn't trade in the Super Bowl title to have been been there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Sure. there's like, a perfect state to open it up to, right? Like Florida, Florida is very open right now. They're ready to go. So, yeah, I, I'm excited to see the fan reaction as well, too. Yeah, and putting some cynicism aside, you know, by that point, hopefully we'll have more um, vaccinated people and it'll be less of, um, less of a jarring sight to see people at the game and everything. And, you know, look, and, hey, safety first, obviously, but – Obviously, Bucks fans would have taken a Super Bowl, even if it meant not being able, like a Super Bowl win, even if it meant not being able to come out in droves to their home stadium to actually see it happen. So, hopefully, this, uh, you know, this this Thursday night opener will be the the celebration that they kind of that they deserve for for winning that they didn't fully get to get back in February. So, yeah, and I I I really hope it sets the tone for the year. Like, I hope Tampa just comes out on a mission. You know what I mean? Because anyone who watched that team over the course of last season, I know Bo watched pretty well every game. Um, yeah. They didn't hit their stride till after the bye week. They, no. they won, they won eight games, including the playoffs to finish the year. So it, and anyone who knows the team knows like 
last year was meant to be kind of a write-off with with how the offseason went, the lack of timing and preparation, Tom Brady learning his first off, new offense in 20 years. So they had a lot of things working against them, even more so, I would say, than most teams, just with the quarterback situation and the new 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 guys on the roster. So for the, for them to have hit, like I'm expecting this team to be a lot better this year, straight up. Well, I think yeah. so, too. I think so, too. I mean, the, the only issue would be kind of the non-football-related complacency thing, right? Because, and you know, it's just – it's hard to win back-to-back Super Bowls, right? Like, just – they could be better this year and not win. That just might be how it goes. But, uh, like, like you said, they just got hot at the end of last year, obviously, which is so incredible for a football team over two months with – 53 guys to get hot like there are so many moving pieces and they did it right they just beat the shit out of everyone right and um i i'm i'm super super interested in this title defense and uh you know and from the chiefs perspective who will say is i'm assuming we would all agree is on the same tier as tampa even though tampa dismantled them in the super bowl Interesting to interested to see how much fire they come out with, right? Like I I really I'm so interested to watch the first four or five weeks for both of those teams and see how what happened last year kind of affects the start of this year. Uh yeah, totally. And uh like the Chiefs improved their team where they needed to improve their team in the draft too. They stocked up on alignment and in free agency, sorry. So, you know, but- they they did what they had to do that they they and they're motivated. Um, so in terms of the Buccaneers' schedule specifically, I mean they got five prime time games this year, which is the maximum. And last year they had yeah. five. Last year they had five too. The Tom Brady effect. Um, so that's exciting to see them in prime time again. And they're going to be like other games are going to be you know um, prime not prime time, but they're going to be prime matchups on the major network so uh oh, yeah. they'll get the good broadcast crew and all that so for bucks fans i mean that's just so nice to see after years of getting the uh, bottom of the barrel in terms of coverage so i'm really looking forward to that as well yeah boom like just like the i'm looking here at the sunday 425 fox games and they have and like that late window which isn't a prime time but it's kind of like prime time light and they have at least four or five of those as well, right? Like they're they're the marquee team. Like, yeah, they have the biggest name in the sport, and they're the defend and they're the defending champs. Like, they are going to be discussed a ton. They're going to be under the the um the spotlight a ton, and the schedule proved that, right? So, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Bo. Oh, sorry. I was just going to talk about like just looking at their schedule. Um, it is wild, and like we're talking about the fans being back week four in new england yeah the talk yeah. about a tom brady effect i think everybody's probably seen the the reports already today Thirteen thousand for the highest ticket right now i'm looking on the espn's uh, website right now tickets are as low as 11.93 so 1200 to be in the nosebleeds as on that night as- yeah that's gonna be an unbelievable like talk about a hostile or i wonder if it's gonna be hostile right like i don't know what your guys thoughts are in this but tom brady coming back to new england shout out to my guy boston craig i wonder what's <laughs> gonna happen when we get there and how those fans are gonna react to seeing them I, i'm assuming it's gonna be all love but it's boston they're boston fans you know what i mean so let's I see i think it's all i think it's all love until the game starts yeah 
And it's just he's another he's a guy on the other team, and they're gonna be telling me get out of that pack and all that. And like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, I don't know. That's that's what I'm thinking. I, I think I think Brady would expect it too, and I think he'd welcome it. Yeah, oh, he, he'll play better. Play, he'll play, he'll play, play better. They didn't play last year, right? I'm not remembering that. No, one. they didn't. But yeah, okay. No, this is the first time, and and Brady's still doing favors for for Bobby Kraft because he's getting him those ticket prices for coming back. So yeah, yeah no okay. doubt. Uh, do, you, yeah. do you think there's a Belichick embrace there? Oh, obviously, at the end of the game, do you think he's? Do you think they? Great question. They piece it up. You know, I think he's gonna. I think Belichick's gonna call him Tim as a power move. <laughs> Tim Bundy or something. <laughs> um. Well, it's interesting. Brady is so hard to read in terms of his um, farewells post game, right? Like sometimes yeah. he's just pissed off and he'll just leave the other quarterback there, even if it's a guy he likes. And then other times yeah. he'll be he'll be very warm and have an embrace. So I think if the Bucks win, you'll see you'll see that warmer, happier Tom Brady. And I think Belichick will swallow his pride. However, if the Bucks were to somehow lose, I could see Tom just piecing out real quick. Yeah, he's not gonna be happy. Yeah, I don't expect that to happen, though. So I guess what I'm saying is I expect a warm embrace after a pretty triumphant performance by Tom Brady and the rest of the Buccaneers. Um, yeah, there's some fun games on the schedule early in the year. I mean, you got Dallas week one on, on Thursday night. And the cool thing about the Thursday nighter to start the year is the Bucs aren't going to face the normal rigors that a team does playing on Thursday night with the quick turnaround because yeah. it's the first game of the year. So that's it's sweet. A, that's a great little quirk. Yeah. How but but a lot of people set, have said that. Um, with that being said, they play Thursday night football on Fox week six against Philly. So it, it kind of – Well, yeah. I mean, you're not yeah. going to get everything. But the if one of your short turnaround weeks is week one, then that's a bonus for sure. So And I'd, I'd rather the, I'd rather the short, short turnaround be against Philly anyway. It could have been a lot worse. Week yeah. three so, – so we go – I'll just run us through the schedule here. We got Dallas – uh, we got Dallas at home, Atlanta at home. Then we're on the road to SoFi Stadium to play the Rams in week three, which I think will be a doozy. It's going to be um, a fun game. Yeah, um, we were talking a little bit offline. I think we're all on the same page in terms of respecting what the Rams are going to do this year, having upgraded the most important position in the sport significantly. I've written about it. I know you both feel that way. Scotty, I know you got some thoughts yeah. about about Matt Stafford. Um, yeah. So feel free. Now might be a good opportunity to jump in here. Well, no, I, I'm just super excited to watch him on a real team, not completely running for his life with a real coach, <laughs> and you know, not doing everything in his in his soul to get the Lions to eight and eight. You know what I mean? Like that's what he's been doing for the last ten or wow, twelve years. Holy shit, was he drafted in 2009? Oh, yeah. that's that's sickening. Anyway. Um, yeah, I just can't wait to watch him on a new team. Like I'm a, I'm a big advocate of getting out of a situation where it's stagnant and nobody's going anywhere. It, the, the, like it was time for them to part ways. Right. And to see him go to a, to a team like the Rams, I really can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens with that team. I obviously, I know we're talking about the Bucks, but that game right there is fantastic. I actually, Quick aside, I actually wonder who will be favored in that spot. I mean, it depends on what happens those first three weeks, but I, you know, obviously you can see the Rams favored there. 
Yeah, at home too. Yeah. Yeah, they've got you know, it might take them a little bit, right? They're in that same position with the new quarterback coming in that the Bucks were last year. So you gotta give them a little bit of a yeah. grace period. Lucky for them, it's they have two weeks to kind of sort that out before they gotta play the defending yeah. champs. I think Stafford, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm like a huge Stafford fan. I think yeah. he um, like you said, he he just grinded it out and worked his ass off despite just pathetic management of the franchise, which is really the total mo of, of the detroit lions and everyone knows that and, yeah. and sorry, Colin, not to, and sorry to interject here but like thank god he's not playing for that coach in detroit now like the <laughs> dan campbell talking about breaking people's kneecaps or whatever like get him to someone who can speak in full sentences like mcveigh now, yeah. granted, McVay might still be um, congratulating Belichick for how badly he beat the shit out of him in the Super Bowl. Uh, but regardless, I, I still think it's a huge upgrade, obviously, for Stafford. So It's a massive upgrade. Yeah. Like, just looking at the coaches Stafford's had, uh, Matt Patricia, oh. Jim Caldwell, and Jim Schwartz. Like, and now you get Sean McVay. Now you get a real offensive line. You get a real offensive skill players and Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, yeah. like Tutu Atwell, or a guy uh, in the draft as well too. As a pseudo Rams fan, I'm, I'm excited to see what Stafford could do for sure. And, and McVeigh didn't let Goff throw the ball more than eight yards down the field. Imagine what they can do with a guy. Open with a it up. Runner. Like, oh fuck! I sorry, sorry. We're off. We're off track. All right. I just can't wait to watch that team. I, yeah. My number one team to watch: the Rams. No, yeah, that's that's fine. I mean, I'm I'm I share those same thoughts, and I think it's a big, same way. It's exciting to watch uh, Stafford with an offensive-minded head coach and some real talent around him. It's also going to be interesting to watch McVay with Stafford because yeah. no yeah. excuses for him, and we'll see how much of an offensive genius he is. I expect it to click extremely well, and I expect all all of a sudden people are going to remember that Matt Stafford belongs in the same category as Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes as the guys with that special arm talent because he's not, he's not he's never talked about it. It's only Mahomes and Rodgers. Um, yeah, he is the only guy 12 years in with that same arm talent. He is, has an unbelievable elastic band of a shoulder, and dude can absolutely sling it. He's smart. He's going to be – he's tough as shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. I, I like Stafford a lot, so yeah, we all and, do. And like you guys both said, like there's – obvious not comparing him to Brady but there are certain parallels with a guy who's been somewhere forever coming to a totally new fresh location with a new offensive minded coach and just seeing how it all works out right so you know yeah. there are some bucks tie-ins too yeah there's a ton of ton of pressure on the Rams this year too like they gave up a lot of draft capital spent a lot of money in free agency to put this team together so this is kind of the year for them like Kind of like last year for the what we planned for the Bucks, we the Rams were just saying, well, okay, we got to let this gel, and hopefully we can get some wins, and yeah. and hopefully we can get and get special in the playoff, get something, have something special happen in the playoffs. But this is the big year for them. Like they're all in on Stafford and on that roster right now, and yeah, they they got to make something happen for sure. But we we got to get back to the Bucks because there's there's yeah, a, yeah. a lot a lot here. Yeah, we'll keep working through this schedule. So week one, Dallas. Week two, Atlanta. Going to be fun to get a quick look at uh, Kyle Pitts. Um, Week three, the Rams. Just talked about them. We've already talked about the week four matchup with New England. Everyone will be talking about that. Can't fucking wait. Um, And then like you're saying, Scott, just seeing new guys in new situations – 
Week five, we play the Miami Dolphins. I'm looking forward to seeing like some of these new rookies, right? We play the Dolphins week five um, at, at home at Ray J. And then yeah. week, week six, we go to Philadelphia for uh, a primetime game on Thursday. Um, so there are lots of fun rookies, right? You're going to see Waddle week five. And then the week after that, you're going to see Devontae Smith. Yeah. Um, so that's fun. Then we, then we hey, go to – You know, you could see Fields. Well, yeah, I was about to say, next matchup is, is Chicago. Yeah. And by that point, I would have a strong inkling we may see Fields. Um, so – and not to mention, Chicago, uh, they're, they're coming to Tampa this year. Last year it was in Chicago. But they, they beat the Bucks in a close game last cool. year, which people forget. And it was uh, infuriating. The Bucks yeah. might have had 15 penalties in that – like. I don't know how many drive stoppers they had. What was it like? Uh, Twenty-two, nineteen, something like like something like that, right? Like, I, I feel yeah, like it, was, Bucks, it was a it was a close game, and yeah. the Bucks didn't. It was twenty nineteen was the final. Oh, okay, there the, you go. So, yeah, Tampa, for Chicago, like Tampa, Tampa outgained them like crazy, but they kept getting penalties on after getting a first down, or, or you know, like pushing it back in the first and twenty, knocking them into field goal range. Like Brady looked like he was gonna kill someone on the sideline. Like it yeah. was one of those, and that was—I feel like that was a real litmus test game because I remember watching the whole thing like Thursday nighter. I mean, like, man, if if you can't finish off drives because you know every every time it's first and twenty, it's gonna be tough to win. And they obviously cleaned that up, right? So yeah, exactly. So after Chicago, um, they travel to the Bayou. They're going to play the New Orleans Saints. Always going to be fun. We'll see who's starting for the Saints at that point. A lot of people are kind of assuming Jameis is going to be the starter there. I think just based on the investment and how Sean Payton handled things last year when Drew Brees went down, I think Taysom Hill has at least a 50% chance to be the starter. But I do think Jameis would do the best job of playing quarterback for a Sean Payton offense. So that one's hard to predict. I expect by week eight, like Jameis will have either – They'll have. I'll say this. I expect by week eight, the Saints will have changed their starting quarterback, whether it's from Jameis to Taysom Hill or the other, or the other way around. Yeah. Um, week nine is the bye week, so that's that's great. Like smack dab in the middle of the year, I love that. Um, obviously, there's an extra game this season, which is going to be weird when we talk about like team totals at the end of the year because those uh, numbers. It's already screwing me up, man. It's already yeah. Like, and then uh, week ten. The Bucks coming off the bye will travel to Washington for a wild card rematch. Washington's an interesting team. They're really they've built a pretty good core there. They're just clearly lacking the quarterback though, and they 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 didn't seem very eager or or feel any pressure anyway to address that throughout the offseason so far. Anyhow, so um, I mean, unless I, I expect that to be a pretty well, easy they win, up, they picked up bits, right? Sorry, yeah, Fitzpatrick, yeah, Fitzmagic, yeah, yeah. So I, exactly. I actually like, I kind of have that earmarked, like what you're going to go through right now is kind of like this is the tough stretch of this schedule for you guys. Um, really, yeah, that's interesting. I think coming off the bye, playing Washington is a great situation for us. I think that's one of the, and then and then you got the Giants on Monday Night Football in Week 11. So I'm not too worried about that one, to be honest with you. I think I think the start. Week three and four, Rams. Then at New England, is a bit more of a test. I mean, who cares? It's it's a, it, we got to look at it as a whole. Yeah, totally. Um, and then we then we try. I, I guess then you're on the road though. Like in terms of 
You go into Indy week 12, Atlanta week 13, um, and then you come back to Buffalo week 14, week 15, New Orleans. So that's probably what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, oh, like when I looked at it, I'm looking at like, okay, Washington, that's a pretty tough defense. Um, yeah. I, 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 I'm hoping that they're going to pick up where they left off. Uh, the Giants, interesting team in terms of like the offense and what we're going to be seeing from Saquon coming back and all of the receiving threats they've added around Daniel Jones. Uh, then the Colts, obviously, you got Carson Wentz on one side of the ball. Really tough defense as well, too. Yeah, fair enough. I, I guess I'm just kind of overlooking them because of the lack of consistent quarterback play with sure. Washington going to have Fitz, and then New York Giants are going to have Daniel Jones, who's probably the quarterback throughout the league with the most on his shoulders to perform this season. Um, but, you know, they're doing an okay job starting to build that team. they got a strong defense, and then adding uh, some playmakers in the draft, Kadarius Tony, acquiring some draft capital. Um I've said NFL draft that word so many times in the last month, though. I'm trying to avoid it. It kind of triggers me. So <laughs> let's happy to talk uh, NFL football season. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and then just uh, looking, um, boom, like, so the last four weeks are home for New Orleans, at Carolina, at the Jets, home for Carolina again. So they're favored in both, in all four of those games. Let's say they're, you know, eight and five, which whatever, obviously they have a great shot that finishing the year 12 and five, and that would more than likely win the division. Right. So it's, it's a nice, it's a nice way to end the year. I would, I would say just, just going through the whole thing. Like, like we said, there's going to be a couple week stretches where, yeah, those are tough games and, and, but you just have to survive them. I think if they get to that last stretch in that eight and five, nine and four kind of range and they're laughing. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, you know, on paper, we'll just see how the season ebbs and flows goes. Like, teams can can hit walls at points you don't expect. Oh, yeah, for and then, sure. For sure. just like last year, they can really hit their stride at times you don't expect. So, that's the beauty of the sport. That's the beauty yeah. of this shit. Um, but all we can do right now is speculate based on what's on paper. Week yeah. 14, uh, Buffalo in Tampa. It's kind of nice that the, the Bucks get that one at home before yeah. they – play new orleans at home i mean buffalo tampa that's a great game that's a great game oh yeah really excited for that matchup um any um any thoughts on the division in general like like four and two five and one like you know i know it's we just started looking at it we only had 24 hours or whatever but are you you know tampa's the best team in the division that's not a debate right like but who's the threat this year? I guess that's that's what I'm wondering, because uh, New Orleans obviously taking a step back without Breeze. What yeah. like who is it? Carol is Carolina the team that keeps you up at night if you're Tampa Bay? It's it's a good question, and I'll tell you that um, I have I think Carolina arguably had the best draft or sorry D word fuck had the best <laughs> best did the best job uh, bringing in uh, first year players this off season. Um, and I think they've improved their team dramatically. And I think people have written off Sam Darnold a little too much here. Matt Rule is a hell of a coach. They got Joe Brady running the offense yeah. over there. Um, they grabbed Terrace Marshall in the draft yeah. as well. Um, they've added weapons everywhere. They got JC Horn. Like they're, they're really building something special over there, if you ask me. And they're not invested super heavily with Darnold. So if that doesn't work, they can get creative. But if he does, and if, if he's going to succeed, I think it's going to start 
with this new fresh start he's getting in yeah. Carolina. So I definitely have concerns. They're well coached. They got a lot of good players now. And if Darnold pops this year, then they could be a serious problem. And I could totally see them stealing a game from the Bucs. Um, you know, the, the quarterback issues with New Orleans are obvious. Everyone knows about them. With that said, Sean Payton, I usually describe him as kind of an evil mastermind, like offensive genius guy, because he is a, he is an offensive yeah. guru. Him, Shanahan, McVay, those are the guys who come to mind for me on the offensive side of the ball um, in terms of kind of being in a, in a league of their own. Um, and, yeah, and then Atlanta, I mean, offensively, they, they're going to be lethal if Julio's still there. I mean, Matt Ryan's going to take advantage. I think I think Pitts is just going to be a monster right away. Matt Ryan is the perfect guy. He has Julio and Calvin Ridley to take the heat off him. And Matt Ryan, yeah. just the way he plays, he is going to love Kyle Pitts, and he's going to get him the ball. He, it seems like the most foolproof, successful rookie season I can remember from potentially we're talking about the greatest receiving tight end prospect in the history of the sport. Well, they've, yeah, they've had productive tight ends in that op in in their offense, right? Like, I mean, I know yeah. one of them was Tony Gonzalez recently, which is saying something. But um, oh my God, Hooper Hooper's put up numbers, obviously, because you know a linebacker's covering or something, covering him or something, while um, you know you have to worry about Jones and Ridley on the outside. Uh, yeah, I mean, Pitts could absolutely feast, absolutely feast. But I don't. I don't think you're gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna beat the defending Super Bowl champs because you got a good young tight end either. So for sure, for sure. I, I don't know. I think four and six, or sorry, uh, four and two is an attainable. Um, yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully better. But uh, you know, those teams are all capable of of taking a win. And if you fall asleep at the wheel, then that's the kind of shit that ha can happen. I think Tampa's gonna be hungry to sort. So despite the fact we won the Super Bowl, sorry, I think they're going to be hungry to avenge the uh, the NFC South because despite the fact they won the Super Bowl last year, New Orleans New Orleans took the division. So uh, maybe that's yeah. like a bit of a force, but still, I mean, they, that's something they would like to regain. At least some people would. That's the biggest rivalry for Bucks fans, right? They want to just squash the Saints. So yeah. um, the team will certainly yeah. be motivated there. Those weeks were the ones where you uh, like. I felt the least amount of confidence about betting the Bucks when we were talking about the mm -hmm. season. Uh, like whenever you guys are playing the Saints, I feel like you had a completely different vibe every week. Totally, you're bang <laughs> on. You're right, and you had your fingers on my pulse throughout the whole season. I, I was like, I was like, it's the same. Like you guys got to win one of these games. Even the third one, you're like, I don't know what's good. Like I don't know. Crazy oh. shit just always happens when they play yeah. too. Like between Lattimore and Mike Evans, and true. There's the, the Jameis like shit like back when he came and pointed his finger all awkwardly at Lattimore <laughs> and then Lattimore clapped back. And then Mike Evans like took a, he took a legit cheap shot on Lattimore. This is a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. Um, totally out of character. So shit just goes weird. There was the Sean Payton beef with uh, Dirk Cutter uh, after the game oh, yeah. a couple of years ago. Like anyway, Bruce, Bruce has respect from everyone. So that shit ain't happening. And, um, uh, well, wasn't it just like Cutter parked in Peyton's parking spot or something like that? Like it really wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, I think it was that Cutter, <laughs> Dirk Cutter didn't send a congratulations card because Sean Peyton's daughter had just graduated high school. Oh, what the fuck? Wow. No, I have no idea what it was, but yeah, Scott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, I've heard of people actually hearing about stuff like that. So I was like, please, God, no, like that's yeah. not an accomplishment. Just graduate. Anyway. 
Whatever. Congratulations, little Peyton. Yeah, so we'll we'll see how uh, we'll see how the Bucks do, man. Defending their title, knocking on wood that uh, TB stays healthy because that's really the key. I mean, um, that's the key, health, health. But I feel so good about the depth and uh, the continuity that the team has. That's something we've talked about on the pod. I've I mentioned it when I had an appearance on the Bucks Report show. I just said, you know, continuity is huge. Being in the Toronto area, seeing the Raptors, of course they brought in Kawhi, but the continuity of the core of the team, I think, is what people forget had such a crucial role in terms of, you know, that's just, it's it's rare in professional sports. So, And isn't the best thing about Brady, like, you know he's not going to take a needless hit? Because at no point is he going to be, trying to get out of bounds, but then someone beats him there before he can extend the ball and take an extra shot. He's never going to be diving for an extra, for, 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 you know what I mean? Like if he gets hit, it's going to be because the line gets beat. It's not going to be because he takes an extra shot that is totally unnecessary. So, you know, if for whatever, like knock on wood, he gets hurt, it will be because something bad happened, not because something stupid happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Totally. You're 100% right. I've never gotten excited from a quarterback just calling a play dead within two seconds of throwing the ball away until Tom Brady's your quarterback. And all of it. it's yeah. part of his genius. It's just knowing this ain't worth it. Let's take another down and give it another yeah. try. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. It's And that's not easy to do as a quarterback, but he's... You never want to give up. You never want to give up on a play. You like you, It's so unnatural, but he does it so well. And he just... It's like folding when you're beat. And put like he is his ego doesn't get the best of him in that spot, right? He's so good at that. You're, you're dead on. And uh, so I think that's good in terms of breaking down the box. I think we should move on to some potential game of the year predictions. So yeah. what games this year have the potential to be the game of the year? Some of the best matchups that we're going to see on the schedule as a whole. So I don't know if any one of you guys has a, has a matchup you're especially looking forward to and thinks it could have game of the year type potential. Yeah, I could I could jump in here. I uh, I really wanted like just going back to the uh, actually I'll go with week six Arizona at Cleveland. I I'm super high on Cleveland. I think Cleveland's going to be really good this year. Um, obviously, they're adding Odell back, but just the way they ended last year, I like pretty much like with everyone else that was watching that game thought they were going to beat the Mahomes list Chiefs until Andy Reid pulled that fucking unbelievable Tyreek Hill reception out of his oh, ass. So um, but yeah, I think Cleveland is out to out to just like wreak havoc on everyone and just reassert their dominance uh, of the NFC North, of AFC North. Uh, and yeah, I, I just want to see what Cleveland can do. And then I think we were talking about Arizona as well uh, offline before this as well too, and just. Um, Obviously, they added a first-year guy in Rondale Moore uh, who could be uh, really good for them and where they needed help from that receiving on their receiving side of the ball. Want to see what they do on their defensive side as well, too, just losing Patrick Peterson. But um, obviously, you have uh, Buda Baker still there. Uh, see what they can do to uh, get Isaiah Simmons integrated on that side of the ball as well, too. But, yeah, I, I think that could be a really good game that probably not a lot of people are circling just yet. Yeah, and they they went linebacker again this year with Zayvon Collins uh, out of Tulsa. I don't know if you guys heard the call when uh, Steve Time made that call, but that was cool. Um, 
but yeah, man, like we'll we'll see what happens. I, I like that matchup for sure, Bo. That's a fun one. I, I'm with you on Cleveland. I've talked about it a lot already on the pod in terms of how much they've helped their team. Um, they just crushed the draft too. So yeah. like they're just adding talent all over the field. And it's it's gonna come down to Baker for for them. I've said it and I'm gonna keep saying it. If totally. Baker can execute and not make too many mistakes, that team is a dark horse Super Bowl contender in my eyes. Yeah. And I think Odell, like OBJ's got something to absolutely prove this year, right? Because that team took off once he went down. Um, yeah, yeah I, I just can't wait to see it. Yeah, go, yeah, so go ahead, Scott. No, I was just like the OBJ thing. It, it's so funny for a team to get better when a receiver is, isn't playing because at the very least, it's a decoy is so important out there, right? And they, yeah. I, I mean, they changed the way they were playing. You know, to have a guy like Nick Chubb to get the ball to obviously helps. But um, yeah, interested in the in the Browns for sure. I think I mean, I think they're better than the Steelers. I think they should be the favorite in that division. So um, yeah, a matchup with them versus Kyler is 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 fascinating. Um, yeah, certainly not to beat a dead horse, but I'm I love this NFC West. Obviously, with those four teams. Um, I would I would say those four coaches, but I don't think Pete Carroll's that good. Okay, like like everyone's like, oh, you know, you, you want you want a super you want a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's good. Uh they run a lot and they punt on fourth and two from the thirty eight a lot. You know what? I, like so, it's a it's a great division. So I, I just didn't want to get give Seattle like the you know four upper echelon teams, four upper echelon coaches because. Frankly, I don't put Carroll in that league, but I am going to go with uh, Week 15, um, the Cards and the Rams, because I think the winner of that game will win that division, and I think the winner of that game will have a good chance at hosting the NFC Championship game, who I do think will be against uh, will will be against Tampa, actually. So um, those would be my three favorite teams in the NFC. Uh, we'll see what happens in the first game with the Cards and Rams in order to like to see if there's any sort of tie-breaking ramifications, but that's what I'm looking for because I think it's going to really affect the whole NFC uh, playoff picture and home field advantage for those first couple seeds. Cards and Rams week. I think I messed up my my schedule here. You got that? What what you have that week fourteen? Yeah. Car- okay, sorry. No, I got that too. I might have um, said fifteen by accident, but no, fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. There's tons of awesome um divisional rivalry matchups throughout the year so those are those generally are the best i mean of course you know i'm with you guys on that uh there's there's a bunch of good games i mean week one we got the browns and the chiefs i'm pumped for that like the browns, be awesome week one is awesome yeah it really like, yeah, they, had, they had to schedule it like that they, they yeah. had to make week one awesome because yeah they're gonna have a lot of, they're gonna be the first league that's fully back and has all basically all the fans in the stadium, all of the network TV is just going to yeah. be going nuts. And yeah, tailgating, all of that stuff is probably going to be back. Yeah. So yeah, they got you got to have good games on week one. You know that could even be my prediction for game of the year: Browns and Chiefs. But the fact it's so early in the year makes you think like, well, maybe they're not going to be operating on all cylinders. So that makes me question that. But just yeah. in terms of the matchup, it's that's a fun one. And what you were, I just want to uh, backtrack a moment to what you were saying about how how strange it is, Bo, about 
for a team to get better. I think it was you, Bodan. Yeah, yeah. A team getting better without one of the best receivers in the game. Like, and you both talked about it. And it is funny. The reason I think it happened, the only logical explanation, and at least my eye test told me as much, Baker was so concerned with yeah. keeping OBJ happy that it was it was like a touch football game with your buddies or, yeah. or a flag football league. It was actually affecting him to where he was trying to force him the ball. And when he was out of there, he just he was actually making the reads and throwing to the first available option and, and working his way through his progressions. And I think it helped benefited him as a quarterback. So the big question for me is will Baker be able to continue to play that way? Or is he yeah. gonna kind of revert back to being uh Odell's a little bitch. It, it's it's got to be on like because Baker has the proof, right? It's OBJ that has to prove it now to me. Like OBJ yeah. needs to come in there and integrate himself and be like, okay, I'm I'm the number one, but I need to act like it. I I need to realize that there's I've got I've got Landry, who's my boy from LSU, right there, and and jo- is Njoku still there? Oh yeah, Njoku's there. He's coming off an injury, but he's back, and they got Harrison Bryant, another young, promising tight end. Yeah, so there's a lot of weapons on this offense. Not to mention, we haven't even talked about Nick Chubb yet. But oh. you got a lot of a lot of weapons on this offense. You don't need to get the ball all the time, OBJ. Just play your part. Get your five to six catches a game, and and make and make some plays after you get the catch. Uh, that's the way that you can be productive on this team because this team has everything. We're not even talking about the defensive side of the ball. Adding Jadavian Clowney to that. Miles Garrett looks like a beast still. Every off-season workout, I just close my Instagram every time I see it because it makes <laughs> me feel horrible. He, that guy's an absolute beast. Um, but yeah, I, I I can't wait to see what the Browns do for sure. Yeah, and they don't. And their head coach is not Freddie Fucking Kitchens. They got Ed Stefanski exactly. there. Oh exactly. my god, who a real who, coach? Okay, so one quick like call. You said that's what your eye test said, right? Like about what the Browns think. Mine said I have an astigmatism in my left eye. I don't know if we're seeing the same on top. Whatever, regardless. Um, uh, yeah, th- I think you're dead on first about the about the OBJ part. I-, I think he's such a big personality. There is some sort of gravity that comes towards like getting in the ball. It, it's tough because he's such a magnetic talent, obviously, but. Is there some sort of diminishing returns if you're trying to force feed him? You know, like, you know, maybe we have enough proof that there is. I still think, obviously, you want to have that guy on your team no matter what, obviously. And I think the Browns are better that he's healthy. Don't get me wrong. But, um, 100%. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. They're super, they're a uh, absolutely fascinating team. So I'm just looking at like a bunch of games right now. Like it's not like I like, you know, really had one ironed out. So as I'm just scrolling through it, yeah, like there's lots of fun ones. I mean, Chiefs Ravens week two, like any any of these good teams playing each other is what's going to be fun. Obviously, you know what I mean? Uh, Ravens and the Browns, that AFC North division boat and you're right, is going to be fun. You got the Packers in a couple nice games, but that all depends on what's going on with the quarterback position. Like, I don't know what you guys yeah. are going to think with Rodgers. I think he's not bluffing here. I think he's I think legit. He's gone, man. I, I think, think he's, he's yeah. I think he's legitimately not going to play until they do yeah. something about it. I, he just strikes me as the type of guy who, when he gets to this point of actually coming out and saying this, he's been patient for a while dealing yeah. with some shit there. And, and, they, they talked to his parents because they got the wrong mustard. 
Like, I, 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 I don't see him backing down from this anytime soon. Yeah, I, I still, I don't think he's talked to his brother, like, for, like, years as well, too. And his yeah. brother got famous just being on The Bachelor, Bachelorette, I can't remember which one it was, but they, like, it was a big story being like, yeah, I haven't talked to him in, like, my adult life, basically, because I just, I'm pissed off at him still. Yeah, I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers comes out and says something like that, and it's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll be there at training camp, I guess. Like, if, he, if he took it this far, like, if he finally got to the point, the straw that broke the camel's back was got him here, he's not going back now. He's smart yeah. enough guy, and, uh, yeah. Stubborn I, enough. Stubborn enough, sorry. I mean, yeah. that's a way better term to use. Uh, but he kind of has that right to be as well. I mean, he was pretty patient. And and it came out this week, a report by Albert Breer and Peter King from the Monday Morning Quarterback. And those guys are obviously as connected as you can be. They're not reporting shit that isn't pretty much a fact. So um, they reported that he they the Packers management, when they drafted, when they moved up to draft Jordan Love, he didn't know. There was no communication with him leading up to that that they may consider taking a quarterback hey we like this we like this kid we're thinking if he falls to us there's a chance just want to let you know Aaron just want to keep you in the yeah. loop what are your thoughts like and and a lot of people are like or certain people are like oh no that's no no player is a part of the team his job is to win games on the field yeah okay there's certain there's exceptions get fucked like yeah. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the league and he's 37 turning 38 he is a special talent. You do whatever it takes to keep him happy. I don't give a yeah. damn. Not this, everyone is created equal, so not everyone can be created or treated equal. Yeah, I agree. And especially in football and especially with the quarterback. And this is exactly like when I keep something from my wife and I think it's going to pay off in the long run. And yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, we were. I was maybe thinking about doing this and then do it. And guess what? Jordan Love shows up at the front door and things don't go well that weekend. All right. Is all I'll have to say. And it's just the lack of communication and like, Oh, we're on eggshells. Oh, we don't know. What to, it's like, guess what? You have Aaron Rodgers. He matters more than other guys. His opinion matters. Like at least let him know, at least let him know what you're going to do. Like there's no excuse for it. Absolutely none. Yeah. Absolutely not. It's such a joke how they handle that. And I think he literally waited 365 days to turn the tables on him, right? The following draft totally. night. And this is what happened. So he, he came out and proved it that season. And then, and then, like, that's why I loved it on draft night that he, that story gets leaked. Um, draft morning, draft morning. Or draft morning, yeah. Uh, Kevin Clark at the Ringer had a really good point, and he was talking about uh, this isn't the first time the Packers have been in this situation, obviously, with Favre, and people forget how bad that Favre situation was. And it got to the point where Favre went out of his way to like play a year with the Jets just so he could go back and play with the Vikings. Yeah. So that he could be a divisional rival for the Packers. Like the the vindication for like star quarterbacks get it like going against the Packers is kind of well documented at this point in Aaron Rodgers. Maybe we'll see this for Jordan Love in fucking 15 years. Who knows? Yeah, but, seriously. Yeah. But isn't isn't that like it's just a hard relationship to end. You know, like it's just not an easy thing. But it, to, it shouldn't be. Of course. It of shouldn't course. be, right? Of like course. we just saw it. Like even like you think of it being like, okay, the guy who you think would be the the most catered to 
Tom Brady was upset all those years, but still never got to this point. Like he still was able to leave and we'll see what the reception, well, he talked about it earlier. We'll see what the reception is when he goes back to New England. But like, it's the Packers. It's not, it's not just any, it's not the fact that it's like a player versus a team. It's the Packers versus a star quarterback again. I'm glad you brought up Tom Brady, too, because his name does belong in this conversation, not just because of his experience or his patience or, or whatever, being able to take that in New England all those years without any sort of outcry. But yeah. because I think the Buccaneers, in fact, are super relevant to this discussion point because Aaron Rodgers is seeing what the, the situation Tom Brady came into to his new totally. team. He, yep. sees, he sees management and ownership accommodating him, throwing pieces around him, skill position players, doing whatever they need to do to put him in a position to be his best, right? Like yeah. Fournette, Antonio Brown, like all, all the shit. Bring call your friends. Wrong. Yeah, call like, your friends. They're doing whatever they can do. And then you got the Packers trading away assets to move up to pick a quarterback. They haven't drafted a skill position player or a receiver or running back in the first round and however long, like – like, it's just so ridiculous. So it's one thing for him to see other franchises treating their star player that way. And it's another for it to actually work. And it fucking worked. And they yeah. beat the Packers in yeah. Lambeau. Yeah. And it was because his coach had a questionable decision, you could argue. So there's just all these factors stacking up on top of each other. And it's just like, you can just see how how it, it went too far. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. And that... Like you said, colleague, that all to me that all adds up to how on earth does he play for them this year? I I, just, I don't know. Like yeah. yeah, I agree. So I I I don't know. Anyway, I'm I'm glad you brought up your wife, Cap. Uh, don't worry, not for any creepy reason, but just because I want I want us to talk it's about. I want us to do a weekend away segment. And what I mean is what would be the best weekend referring back to the schedule here? What would be the best weekend to score some points with your significant other in Scott Scott's case, his wife and take the entire weekend off watching NFL football, which of these weeks would be the one to do it. Gentlemen, what's the one, you know, in other words, the worst slate of games, man, that's, it's tough. I, I'm leaning towards – it's tough because we're talking about the weekend, but I'm looking at week two, Thursday nighter, Giants and the Washington football team. Yeah. With a Monday nighter of Noodle Arm, Goff, and the, and the Detroit Lions versus the potentially Rodgers-less Packers. And, like, I mean, that's a tough scene. Now, granted, great Sunday nighter, Chiefs and Ravens, but, you know – I don't know. I'm not seeing too much else. And it's, I think also when you piggyback off of week one, um, how great that slate looks, I'm looking at week two and seeing some games that I'm not super interested in. Now, obviously this is hypothetical and I'm not taking a week off of watching. So we don't actually have to make this decision or anything like that, but maybe earlier in the year, get some brownie points. I don't, you know, your guess is as good as mine at this at this point. I I got one for you. Uh, week nine, and good thing we're on a Bucks podcast because I think this is a good good oh, yeah. week. You already got the Bucks on the bye, but you've got you don't have a lot of you don't have much going on. You have the Jets and the Colts on Thursday night. 
the Sunday morning, the Sunday morning games or the Sunday morning games for me at West here. Uh, there's nothing marquee. I guess maybe you got Atlanta versus New Orleans. You might be interested in, um, but there's not much going on. New England versus Carolina, Buffalo versus Jacksonville, Denver versus Dallas. Maybe that's your marquee game of that morning. The the first slot. Um, what about that's Bo, like literally the best game? But what about? I, I I think there's a legit chance I might have screwed up my little schedule here and be off by a week. Do the Packers not play the Chiefs week nine and the Cardinals play the Niners, though? The Packers play the Chiefs week nine. That's true. But with what we just talked about with Aaron Rodgers, which I was, I was about to get to, Sorry. who knows how the Packers are going to be. Um, Arizona, San Francisco. Um, we were talking about the NFC West coaches. Uh, Pete Carroll, I agree with you, Scott. Not a great coach. You know who's a horrible coach? Cliff Kingsbury. He is really fucking bad. So I won't be surprised if Arizona is actually bad. I, like, I, I'm, I'm excited to see them play. But if Arizona gets off to a rough start, uh, I could see week nine being one that I, I'm not as interested in. Um, and maybe, maybe we get to see a Trey Lance sighting there if Arizona is bad, too, that, that week nine. If they've given up on Jimmy G at that point, that might be a good spot to let Trey Lance get some reps up against a different, uh, a, a lesser defense. Um and then, yeah, the Monday nighter you have on week nine is Chicago versus Pittsburgh. Um, guessing that's going to be pretty slow paced. But oh yeah, it does suck when any of the primetime games are shitty. It's it's a it's all of the primetime games too, right? Tennessee yeah. versus the Rams on Sunday night. That's I don't know. Maybe maybe they're maybe Tennessee's good again. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a. It's a rough week. That's a good one to say. Okay, let's let's find a bed and breakfast. The only November. thing, the only thing I'll say about when the primetime games are shitty, it's like, well, I'm watching them anyway, so yeah, sure. we may as well have better games throughout Sunday. As a result, you know what? It's like, yeah, the Monday nighter is really more of a appointment than whoever. Like. I'm more just like, yeah, I'm gonna watch the Monday Nighter, even if it's Cincinnati, Jacksonville. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I obviously agree with you, Bo. I'm just saying, like, it's kind of a different way to uh, to look at it. But yeah, yeah, I, it could be the worst game you could ever imagine, and I could be hungover as all hell, just been clawing to the couch to stay awake. But I just can't even fall asleep during a primetime football game. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to find yeah. some action on it. I'm going to have some fantasy implications, or I'm just going to enjoy watching professional football players throw the ball to each other and try and hurt yeah. each other. The, so, su- the Sunday night game is my favorite game of the week. It's like such a nice way to end the weekend. Like, uh, whatever, the Monday night game, if it's great, then awesome. But like, Sunday night, it's like, all right, you kind of settled down whatever let's hope there's a good one on and it's not it what it kicks off at 8 15 so it's not like super late or anything like that i i sunday night is my favorite part of the football schedule for sure and nbc just does well first of all they get the best games so they do a great job yeah but undoubtedly but, better than the monday nighters like it's not even like what happened there yeah. oh it's not even comparable like the the production value as well is just fantastic like i'm not even in love with chris collinsworth or al michaels like i prefer nance and romo for example or aikman and buck just in terms of like the content they bring to the table or the opinions but the general production value of how nbc does it for whatever reason is just seems flawless to me it feels like a big game every week yeah Yeah, sure and can i I go the 
Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I'll run through some of the matchups just to to explain how, like, they have solid games all the time. Like, yeah. Chiefs-Ravens week two, Packers-Niners week three, Patriots-Bucks week four, Bills-Chiefs week five, um, Titans-Rams week nine. Like, they, they've just – Browns-Ravens week 12, um, Saints-Bucks week 15. And, and then all the other games are solid too. So Yeah, plus you know Al Michaels has 25K on each one of the games. So. <laughs> yeah. in his, in He's his, sweating. In yeah. one of his Cayman Islands accounts, right? Under Al Michelos. So, yeah, it's just a little added facet. For, for the weekend that I, if I had to escape with the old lady and just, you know, say, you know what, I'd rather spend time with you, baby, than, than watch football this week, it would be week 7, 10, or 11. But – I mean, I'm not going to go through naming them all. I, I found those to be the worst weeks. I think now would be a good time because we've kind of naturally segued there anyway is is just a little segment of network regret. So I wanted us to take a look at any primetime games that we think the network may wish they could take back. If you have any, we haven't already mentioned. Um, and normally, like historically, Monday Night Football has like an entire season's worth of shitty games that they would you would think they would regret. regret. But that seems to have improved this year overall in terms of the quality of games they have. Um, from, in my opinion, uh, the one that jumps out at me, I know some of you guys want to hit a Monday nighter, so I'll leave that one, but Thursday night, um, Panthers and Texans, I feel like the Texans in prime time is just, that is just horrible. Like, like I like the Panthers. I already mentioned that, but the Texans are an absolute tire fire and they play week three against, against the Panthers, um, on Thursday night football. Yeah, and almost like we don't need to touch on it, but I, I have that one circled as like a I can do whatever you want that night, fiance, wife, whatever on yeah. uh, on uh, Thursday night, just because yeah, Carolina versus Houston looks horrible. Like that's gonna be a horrible game. Also, we don't need to talk about it, but like Deshaun Watson's probably not playing that game, even if he's eligible. Um, cause he wants to hold out as well too. He's a guy who said, I don't want to be in Houston anymore either. And for good reason, so, someone with Even a little less this. leverage, a little less yeah. leverage than Aaron Rodgers, though now, cause he yeah, started his holdout. Leverage. He started his holdout or his demands for a trade. And then all this shit came out. That was crazy yeah. timing how that worked out, man. Yeah. Less so. leverage, but with all those massages, he's loose as fuck. Right. Like, see, like, <laughs> like. Oh my God, he's spindly out there. You got to keep that in mind. Um, yeah, no, that's a good one. Can I give you? Can I give you guys mine? Yeah, yeah, we're clearing out for you. Here's a Monday nighter. I feel like I've watched every year that I don't need to see, and I really don't need to see it this year. Week 15, Vikings Bears. Like, oh my God, can we just set the watch to them being both two games under 500, yet somehow having a chance at the wild card, like? And, you know, the, the segment here is what uh, primetime games does the network regret. Maybe Vikings-Bears, classic rivalry. I'm sure it probably does okay ratings, whatever. But, like, as far as a game that, like, I'm good, guys. Like, yeah, that can be a Sunday at 1 o'clock and, and we'll mix it in. But we're, we're fine. I'm, I'm good on the Vikings-Bears. It's so true. That's like that's a fully regional matchup that they put yeah, together there. Exactly. Just being like, yeah, the Midwest will love this. Just put it on. Yeah, with very, very specifically weird accents between the two states. Like, I, it's, 
it, it's we're good. We're good. Yeah, Lydia, you can watch the Bachelorette. Like we're fine. Well, if you don't like the accents, good thing you don't have the local broadcasters or anything. Um, in terms <laughs> of, I think the way you just described that cap could apply to any NFC East matchup. How I'm, I'm just sick of watching. Yeah, watching yeah. Carson Wentz and whoever's backing up Dak Prescott. I don't even want to remember their names last year for the Cowboys and whoever's playing quarterback for Washington. I guess it's Ryan Fitzpatrick this year um, and it's Daniel fucking Jones. Like, do we, do we really need to watch every NFC team play in three primetime games a piece or yeah, collectively nuts. nine against each other? Like, it's just is, is the NFC the crown jewel division of TV? Like, it really is. If Jerry, is. If Jerry, Jerry on the Jags, would they be the team we're always seeing? Would it be the AFC South? <laughs> I, but, yeah, I don't know. But you have what the Giants, you have the Eagles, you have this, you have Washington, Dallas. Like theoretically, all of those teams matter. It's just like, oh my god, I feel like they each play each other seven times a year, and it's always on at night. I, like, yeah. fuck, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's kind of like imagine if the NBA was like, we're always putting the Bulls on. Like, I don't care what happened. Like, the Bulls are just playing, and they're always going to be on primetime. Like, it yeah, doesn't matter what happened. Just you own the 90s, well, you own forever. Now. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. And, well, hey, yeah. they're the ones making the decisions. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a reason for it, but it's still, it yeah. just seems odd. seems odd, but hey. All right, well. I mean, enough talk of the shitty games and shitty matchups. Let's let's sort of start to put a bow on things and just revisit. Do, do you guys see any potential Super Bowl preview games? So are the two teams undecided at this point or unknown who's going to meet in Super Bowl 56? Uh, do you think those two meet this year in any of these matchups during um, the regular season? I, I'll, I might – okay, I'm I'm gonna go. Uh, I didn't have I didn't have one. I, I went through it. I was just like I don't see it on the board there. Just in who I who I'm feeling good about this year. But I'm gonna go back to what we were talking about, like a weekend away. I'm thinking of a weekend that I'm hoping that my significant other has a girls' weekend. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at week five, and there's some bangers on there: Denver, Pittsburgh, Miami, Tampa Bay. Philly, Carolina could be okay. Cleveland at the Chargers. I, I'm really high on the Chargers as well this Cleveland, year. That same, same bow. Giants at Dallas. I like that's always going to be on, probably on prime time. Um, <laughs> San Francisco, Arizona. Even though I just shit on Cliff Kingsbury, I hope that that's going to be an okay game uh, and early in the year. So I'm my my I haven't been burned by betting on the Cardinals too many times that time already. Uh, Buffalo, uh, Kansas City going to be an awesome night game as well there. And then the Thursday nighter is uh, the Rams at the Seahawks, and the Seahawks c- cannot play a normal game. So that's going to be a really fun primetime game as well too. Well, yeah, when those t- two teams played last year, it was it was bonkers. Every time. Every yeah. time. But, like Seattle, Seattle just – it's going to be fun. Fourth quarter, Russ with the ball or with hoping he gets the ball again. Always. You, uh, you, like you can – you know that's happening, right? Like that's yeah. absolutely happening. I'm – I'm looking at Bill's Bucks as a potential. Like I don't, I'm I'm with Bowden. I actually don't think there's like a any sort of matchup combo I'd be looking at right now to to get some money down on um, yeah. uh, preseason. But I think I think Bills at the Bucks is very possible. Uh, December twelfth, like yeah. huge game. I 
both favorites in their divisions, which I think makes them both, uh, by definition, Super Bowl candidates or Super Bowl hopefuls, right? So who knows? That could be one for sure. I could totally envision a like Josh Allen in the pregame there being or in the build up to that one being like we thought we were coming here to play the Bucks for the Super Bowl last year like oh, we were this that. close and uh, like we should have beat the Chiefs and we thought that we had it that type of thing and, yeah yeah that's like, a good call. that's a good call. I, I could see that being a pre-game. I would lo- I would love for the Bills to take out the Chiefs uh, before. <laughs> In the, yeah. in, at some point prior to the AFC championship game. So that, that I agree. That is probably the best one. A little sleeper one would be uh, Chiefs-Rams. They play week 15. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm hopeful and, you know, hope want to say I think the Bucks will make it back to the Super Bowl, as hard as that is. I just feel so good about the team. However, however, there's a higher chance they won't. Then that they then they will and and you know we've talked about the Rams they got the coaching they got the quarterback they have two of the best defensive players in football at two different positions and if everything clicks for them they could be a bit of a sleeper and and they might have have a chance to get there and of course the Chiefs are are, are right, the Vegas favorites to return to the Super Bowl anyway so yeah that's a little sleeper potential Super Bowl preview yeah like well it. It, that would be I mean hey if it's not going to be Tampa that would KC LA that would be Quite nice. Hey, uh, quick, quick predictions on the on the Bucks regular season record. Ooh, um, hard to. I'll I mean, jump. Who knows? Who knows? I'll but. jump. I, I'm I'm thinking thirteen and five. Seven, 17 games though. So. Oh yeah, seventeen games. Uh, okay, I'll I had go. twelve and five, Bo. I had twelve and five. Yeah, yeah, twelve and five. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. So I guess I'll go uh, 13 and four. Okay. Just so to, uh, show my pewter colors. 12 and five, 13 and four wins the division though, almost guaranteed. Fuck, right? I would rather bet 12 and five though. I think that's more realistic. To be honest, you just put me on the spot, and I'm really not good at math. So get used <laughs> well, to the new numbers. I just yeah. yeah thanks for that cap. Oh, hey, sorry. I guys. thought it was. I thought it was. I thought I was slick because I was like, "Oh, week eighteen. That's the end of the yeah. season." All right, thirteen <laughs> five. No, you're right. That's totally on me for you guys not getting that. Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> no, I'll, that's I'll, I'll I'll ride with thirteen and four. I'll okay, ride with thirteen please. and four. Love it. Love it. Well, boys, um, I think that more or less is about. I mean, I know we could keep talking, but I think that's an adequate amount of material considering we're just talking about games that have yet to be played. And I hope you guys are excited that we're going to be having our own show uh, with on the Bucks Report social channels. It'll still be this, this the Bucks Banner podcast, but I'm pretty pumped that every Monday we're going to have our own show over there. Um, are you guys looking forward to that or what? You're going to be on a shit time, both of you. I can't. I'm so pumped up. I, I I can't wait to just have this. Is like a like we almost have football to talk about. Just going through the schedule, like yeah. actually having games to discuss is going to be yeah, the best for sure. I, man, I, just a way to talk about the actual games every week. Like I can't wait to talk about things that we saw that we liked that we didn't like, and you know teams that we think are rising or falling, and just everything. I I. I Literally cannot wait for the season to get here. And sorry, but just looking at the schedule, looking at different matchups, looking at different weeks that we like, like I cannot wait. And maybe part of it's COVID and we just want something normal, but so pumped and so pumped to talk to you guys about this also. 
Can't wait. So yeah, that'll be on. So make sure you check out Bucks Report on Twitter and Facebook. Give him a follow because you can catch uh, catch us live there, and you can enter or submit any type of questions, and we can address them on the air. Which is another aspect of our partnering with Bucks Report that I'm super pumped about is getting to you. They they have a great huge following. They have you know over sixty seven thousand followers on their Facebook page alone. So you know we're gonna get some questions coming in live during the show, and we can address those. Uh, and that's going to be a lot of fun to do that every week. So uh, we'll still be recording it as a podcast as well that you can find on the Bucks banner pages. Um, but anyway, really looking forward to that. That'll be the next time you hear from us. Make sure Scott and Bo are there. That'll be happening on Monday, uh, the 17th of this month, which is what month is it, boys? May, April? May, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. 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 It's so, uh, zooming by. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining me, fellas. It's been real as always. And Thanks for having us, man. Yeah. So to our viewers and listeners, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace.